Welcome to the podcast of FirstMen.Church, your on-demand worship community, ready for you whenever and wherever you are. If you'd like to tune in to the full worship experience, you can go to our website, FirstMen.Church. And now, here's a message from our pastor, Ethan Lumen. Stability. We used to feel so safe, right? Everything worked just like it had for a long time. We had our schedules and routines and life plans, but... But this pasture has thrown so much off kilter. People feel unsafe, unstable, and unprepared for tomorrow. Nothing has made this more apparent than toilet paper. Yeah, toilet paper. It, just a year ago, you couldn't find any. It, not only was all the toilet paper sold out, so were all the tissues and paper towels. Like We literally didn't know how to get rid of all the bad stuff coming our way. Is something as basic and necessary as, well, bathroom necessities couldn't be found. It makes all of life feel unstable. Uncertain of what people are safe, what places are safe. What a difficult and unsettling time in our lives. See, we crave words and actions which will reestablish a sense of normalcy. And it seems like we're willing to sacrifice almost anything to make it happen. Safety and stability at any, to- any cost. <laughs> and please God, toilet paper. I think it just betrayed a sense of instability that already existed in our lives. We were just able to hide it under the security that modern life afforded. We have built our lives on crammed schedules, success, performance, possessions. None of us is stable as we'd like to believe we are. One little virus shook our whole planet. And one tragedy or or failure or financial crisis, it can shake our whole lives. I imagine this must be similar to what the exiles in the Old Testament experienced. You might remember that God made a promise to give Israel, or the people of God, the promised land. Modern day Palestine and Israel, a land flowing with milk and honey. A land, finally, where they'd have stability and security. The wanderers and the slaves would finally have some peace and a place to call home. See, you know, God loved his people and God wanted to bless them abundantly. But God also wanted them to be connected to him no matter what. Basically, God told them that he'd forget them if they forgot God. And Moses makes it clear in Deuteronomy, the fifth book of the Bible, exactly what it is that God's expecting from the people of Israel as they enter the promised land. Hear what he says. He says, Obey the voice of the Lord your God to keep his commandments and his statutes that are written in this book of the law when you turn to the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. For this commandment that I command you today is not too hard for you, neither is it far off. It is not in heaven that you should say, Who will ascend to heaven for us and bring it to us that we may hear it and do it? Neither is it beyond the sea that you should say, who will go over the sea for us and bring it to us that we may hear it and do it. But the word is very near you. It's actually in your mouth and in your heart so that you can do it. He went on, he said, see, I have set before you today life and death, good and evil. If you obey the commandments of the Lord your God that I command you today, by loving the Lord your God, by walking in his ways and and by keeping his commandments, and his statutes, and his rules? Well, then you shall live and multiply, and the Lord your God will bless you 
in the land that you are entering to take possession of. But if your heart turns away and you will not hear, but are drawn away to worship other gods and serve them, I declare to you today that you shall surely perish. You shall not live long in the land that you're going over the Jordan to possess. This is from Deuteronomy chapter 30. Moses told them, basically, listen, guys, it's not that hard. You don't have to go up to heaven or over the sea to figure out who God is or what God wants. God has literally put the word in your heart. God has literally laid the good before you and he has made it clear where the path of evil is. Just walk in the good or you'll suffer the consequences. Forget God, he'll forget you. Well, friends, you can guess what happened, right? God's people quickly forgot about the God who actually provided them with everything they had. The God who delivered them from slavery and hardship. The God who set them up for a life of security and peace. They forgot about the promises. They neglected the word which God had put within them. They turned toward all the worldly things and they ran away from God. They forgot God. So God forgot them. All was stripped away from them. All the false gods of fertility and success, all the money and the property, all the stability that they had sought in the world. What ended up happening was God sent his chosen people into exile. God kicked them out. And they were taken away from everything they knew, from their family, from their homeland, from property, their customs, their churches, and all the false idols that they had collected. All those things in which they had trusted, all the people and places and possessions that they put above the one true God. Around 600 BC, the people of Jerusalem were carted off to Babylon in modern day Iraq, where they knew nothing, knew no one, and everything was unknown. Stranded, lost, abandoned, they were on their own. Can you imagine? Everything you've known changed overnight. Well, you probably can, with no end in sight. The fear and the worry, the unshakable sense of loss and uncertainty. They must have craved stability, anything to help them cope with the crushing weight of their new life. And there are people ready to, to give it to them. There are, there are people who claim to be connected to God and they knew exactly what God was, was going to do and they, they called themselves prophets. And, and they told the people exactly what they wanted to hear. They said, hey guys, God is going to bring us back very soon. Be ready to leave. Don't worry. Listen to us. We know what God wants. We're going to be heading back to the promised land so soon. Well, they were lying, of course, right? They had no idea. But it felt more comfortable to tell lies than live in the uncertainty of exile. Exile was a test. Exile was a test from God, trying to get his people to find their stability not in land, or possessions, or religious practices, or idolatry, or kings, rather to find it in God alone. It was God's way of forcing them to give up all the empty things to which they clung for security. It was God's way of cleaning house. What are those things to which you are clinging for security? What are those things holding you up, giving you stability? Is, is it the size of your bank account, your house, or cars, your credit card? Is it the degree that you're working to get? Is it your abilities and skills? Is it a relationship? What are you holding on to for stability? And how long can that stability really last? Really, how long can you rely on your paycheck? Or your parents? 
How long can you rely on your body and your mind? How long can you rely on a government or your image or your reputation or on and on? Friends, people will fail us. Possessions will pass. Degrees and, and, and those things will fade with time. We cannot build on what's broken. We cannot stand for long on what's shakable. We cannot count on things that will one day crumble. Psalm 46, it makes it so clear. It says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble. Try to make clear that nothing in this world lasts forever. We can't build a stable life on anything other than the God who has designed it. Everything else can and will tremble and give way but there will still be a God holding the chaos together. The people of God needed to learn that lesson over 2,500 years ago. And friends, we need to learn it today too. No matter how unstable life is, God gives us stability. When everything else is falling, God is still holding you up. When all is failing, God's presence is sure and certain. The Israelites went into captivity, but Jeremiah assured them of their stability. He wrote to them this message from God. In Jeremiah 29, he said, he said, build houses. He said, plant gardens. Get married. Seek the welfare of the city where I've sent you into exile. He says, pray to the Lord on its behalf, for in its welfare you will find your welfare. In other words, do the normal things that people do when they have stability, because God is still giving stability. God is still blessing. When all else gives way, God is still making promises. And the people of God are the people who live by the promise, the promise of restoration and hope. It's because really, it's the same promise to which we cling. God has made us stable through a baby born in the stable. Two newlyweds traveling to Bethlehem, forced to have their first child in a barn, forced to flee from there because the king wants to murder their son? What stability was there for Jesus and his family? Only the promise that this child will be king forever. This child will be Messiah. This child will lead all people into the eternal land of promise, a place of peace and stability forever. Friends, our stability is found in Jesus alone. The promise of Jesus that, well, where I am, there you will be. All who lose their life for my sake will find it. That the kingdom of God has come in the person of Christ. That God's will will be done. Your life is stable because the cross holds you up. You have stability because your life is built on the solid rock. God made a place for you for eternity. You have sure and certain hope today and forever. And now, if we have stable lives forever, what does it look like today? Well, first, I guess have an adequate supply of toilet paper, right? <laughs> well, we can feel caught between two places, too. Not quite at home in the world, yet not quite ready for the next. But Christians are modern-day exiles, living with your feet in two worlds, right? And Jeremiah's words is, are helpful for us too as we wait, right? Build houses, plant gardens, get married, have kids. In other words, as Christians, we should still be invested in today, 
even as we wait for eternity. Let me say that again. We should still be invested in today, even as we wait for eternity. Martin Luther once said, even if I knew tomorrow the world would go to pieces, I'd still plant my apple tree. Listen to these words again from Jeremiah. Multiply there and do not decrease. Seek the welfare of the city where I have sent you into exile and pray to the Lord on its behalf. For in its welfare, you will find your welfare. Friends, we actually have the opportunity to bring eternity into today. And I think that's what Jeremiah is meaning to say to us. As we live in God's stability, as we seek the peace and welfare of our cities and families, we'll start to see more and more places where God is working. We Christians should be praying fervently for our cities and our states and our countries. We should be praying fervently for our neighbors and friends and families. And it just might be that sharing our stability leads others to find true stability in Jesus. Invest in today. Thanks for listening to this episode of the FirstMin.Church podcast. Remember that we are an on-demand worship community ready for you whenever and wherever you are. Follow us on Instagram or Facebook or head to our website for more ways to connect and serve. All at FirstMin.Church. Thanks and catch you next time.